Amen. Well, life is full of contrasts, isn't it? Uh, One moment we can be um, on a joyous high and the next moment we can be in a deep valley and uh, suffering pain and and all the rest. But really those deep valleys are are opportunities for us to appreciate those those mountaintop experiences, aren't they? And I think there's a lot of areas of life, in a lot of areas of life, um, contrast can actually help us see more clearly or help us appreciate things much, uh, help us appreciate things much more. Uh, think about the photographer who, who adjusts the contrast in a photo so that it looks just right. Or the interior designer who, who gets a, a bright green plant against a grey backdrop and, a, and the room looks, oh wow. That's amazing. Or perhaps a, a doctor who, who when he looks at a, at a uh, using contrast to see if your leg is broken or not. Or perhaps even a, a diamond uh, laid out on a black cloth, uh, glimmering with all the different sides as it, as it sparkles and it looks magnificent, that contrast. And here today we're sitting together on this joyous Easter Sunday to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Just a few days after remembering the pain of Jesus' crucifixion, here we are celebrating that he's risen from the dead. And now this is one of the biggest contrasts in history, isn't it? His death with his resurrection, with being alive. Now the anguish of death gives way to the joy of Jesus' resurrection, of death defeated. What a contrast this is, isn't it? Our incredible Easter story. Now as we come to the end of Luke's Gospel, um, we're going to take a little bit of a ride into a moment when a few of his followers were in a deep valley of sorrow which was then transformed into a mountaintop experience of joy. And today we're going to go on this little journey together and experience anew the wonder of um, Jesus' resurrection. Now the scene here, and it would be great if you kept your Bibles open to those pages, to Luke chapter 24. And the scene begins with a man named Cleopas, Cleopas sorry, and his friend. Now Luke, who wrote the Gospel of Luke, um, gave us this detail um, so that really the people could actually verify that it, that it happened. Cleopas was probably known to, by those who read Luke's Gospel or perhaps one of his descendants, a family member, um, was, may have been known by those who read this. Um, and little details like this give us a, a picture that Luke's account of, of what's happening to Jesus is actually an historical account. Um, so after Jesus dies... These two men, Cleopas and his friend, are walking down the road to Emmaus talking about how Jesus' body is missing from the grave and then we see Jesus himself walking beside them. But as it says in verse 16 there, they were were kept from recognising him. We don't don't know why he's been kept from recognising, why they've been kept from recognising who Jesus is. The Bible doesn't doesn't tell us. But while they're walking, Jesus gets close to them and we have a few questions and responses. So let's look at verse 17. And it says, He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, 
Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened here in these days? What things? he asked. It's almost cheeky, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, Jesus knows exactly, exactly what they're thinking, exactly what they're talking about and he knows the answer to his own question but he asks them anyway, what are you, what are you talking about? Get, let me know what you understand about me. <laughs> and then Cleopas and, and his friend respond and we can see his, the response in there from verse 19 to 24. And I'll just list a few things that really give us a picture of what the disciples understood um, in that little section there. So they knew he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed, that Jesus was crucified. They'd hoped that he was actually going to redeem Israel. So that's something that, that's interesting, isn't it? And then they heard that the women had gone out to the tomb and the body wasn't there and, and the disciples confirmed this. And then they also heard that the women saw some angels who said to them, well, stop looking for the living among the dead. So this is their understanding of what's happened to Jesus. So it really defies belief as to actually why they took off to Emmaus, doesn't it? I mean, have, have they actually given up on, on Jesus? Have they, have they gone, oh, well, I guess that's all over and we've got to find something else to do now? Is the dream over for them? But then Jesus responds with the directness we're used to hearing from Jesus. Um, in verse 25, he, says, he said to them, How foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Now, I don't know if you guys ever liked doing dot to dots as a kid. I know that I did. Look, trying to find the next number and you make this amazing picture just by following these dots. I wasn't a great drawer as a kid, so dot to dots were a good way to draw a good picture. Um, but if you don't follow the sequence of numbers, well, you're lost, aren't you? you, you the picture you make is, is not really the picture that is planned out for you. And it's like... Jesus is, is looking at them going, oh man, look, you've just told me all these things and yes, you're right, all, you're right about those things but you're just connecting the dots in the wrong way and you're looking at the wrong picture. You know, they're thinking, wasn't Jesus supposed to redeem us and deliver us from Roman rule? Wasn't Jesus supposed to be sitting on the throne in Jerusalem and ruling us now? But he's dead, what's happened? And the dream is dead with him. What are we going to do? And it's at this point that Jesus then jumps in and, and connects the dots for them. Helps them see the real picture of who Jesus is and explains the truth about his death. And it really is a sharp contrast to what they understood, isn't it? Look at verse 26 and 27. Where he says, Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So they understood that Jesus was going to be king um, on earth, an earthly king. And so when he died, they thought, oh, all over. But Jesus says, or contrast this and says, no, the heavenly kingdom I'm making is built on my death and resurrection. And look, I'm alive. Can't you see it? He said the plan worked. 
They thought Jesus was going to bring freedom to the nation of Israel, but Jesus says, no, this is much bigger, much better than that. In fact, Jesus says that this has been planned from long ago. That's why he went back to the scriptures and, and told them everything concerning Jesus in the Old Testament. I mean, you can imagine how long that must have taken him. must have been walking for quite a while for him to explain all about Jesus from the Old Testament. I mean, we probably couldn't even get through it in the afternoon just reading it. But he's, he's spoken to them about himself of the need for him to die and rise from the dead. And he's shown them from the scriptures that this was the way it was supposed to be. Now you have to put yourself into Cleopas and his friend's shoes for a moment and think about how they were listening to this man speaking. And as, they were, as he was speaking, it's, it's making sense to them, isn't it? They're going, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. All, all, all what they thought was a tragedy, the death of their dreams, and this man they don't even recognise shows them from the scriptures that Jesus' death was, a, was, was in reality the answer to all their hopes and dreams. I think it would have been breathtaking. It would have been amazing just to sit there and listen. And so as they come into Emmaus, the town where they're headed to, Jesus is urged to stay with them and while he's with them, um, their eyes are opened. Look at verses 31, 30 to 31. And while, when he was at the table with them, sorry, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he disappeared from their sight. So here Jesus brings order and understanding out of the chaos of their grief and confusion. Their eyes are opened and they understand and they see that this kingdom is different. They recognise Jesus. What a contrast to the immediate kingdom that, that they were thinking of. Jesus has enabled them to understand that it's a forever kingdom, that this plan, this is a big plan for a big salvation. Now these guys would have known very well, probably much better than what we do, what the Passover was, where a sacrificial lamb was, was killed to pay for the rebellion against God. That's what, he, what we have in the Old Testament. But Jesus says to them, no, but now I am that sacrificial lamb. I'm the one that all those sacrifices in the Old Testament have pointed to. They were all temporary. They are all temporary, but they point to me and I am the permanent solution to your sin problem. He's the permanent solution for people to be in a relationship with our great God. That's what he would have explained to them. Remember how in verse 15 they were kept from recognising Jesus. Verse, in, uh, in verse, yeah, verse 15. Um, they were blind. But this is contrasted to sitting at the table with Jesus as he breaks the bread and their eyes are opened. They see, they recognise Jesus and then they're moved into action and they head back to Jerusalem, verse 32. They asked each other... (laughs) Yes, verse 32. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures? See, they were kept from recognising Jesus and now their eyes are opened and they understand. They can, really, they can see who Jesus really is. Now this is exciting because 
they now realise that Jesus is risen. He's alive. In their minds, it was all was lost. But now with their eyes opened, they can see Jesus and know that he is alive. Now on top of this contrast, when they, when they met Jesus in verse 17, they were, uh, they were downcast. But now we hear that while Jesus was speaking to them, their hearts were burning. Now of course their hearts were burning because well, they've just had front row seats to Jesus explaining God's amazing rescue plan to them. What a moment! <laughs> can, you, can you feel some of this burning in your heart hearing this message? Jesus was dead. He died. But now he's alive. What a wonderful thing to understand. Now it's clearly they're not worried about the um, that they've walked 10 kilometres to get to where they are because they race back to find the other disciples to share the amazing news because well, their eyes have been opened and, and they've understood. So Cleopas and his friend take off with renewed energy. And look at what happens in verse 33. And they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem and there they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognised by them when he broke the bread. Now it seems that Jesus has also in this time appeared to Simon. So the others are excited and actually are starting to get a bigger picture of of who Jesus is and what he's done and and that he's alive. Now some of them are still probably doubting this at the time. And then Cleopas and and his friend tell the others what Jesus said to them, telling them again from the scriptures that all this was planned. It was no surprise to Jesus, they tell him. They explain how the plan all along was for Jesus to die and rise again. Jesus has risen. He was dead. They saw it. They would have all seen the spear go in or at least have been told about it. This is incredibly good news and you can almost feel the excitement in the room, can't you? He is alive. So what about for us today? What do you think and believe knowing this piece of history, this piece of this story? Knowing that Jesus was dead but now he's alive again. Well firstly we can know that the resurrection is history. We've seen a few pointers to that but it's an event that really happened and we can be certain that Jesus died and came back to life so that we can take part in his eternal kingdom. The author's name is Luke and he writes this book so that we may know for certain the things about which it happened. When I think about the reality of Jesus' resurrection, I find it very comforting. As a follower of Jesus, his resurrection tells me that I will rise too, that this life isn't the end. The Bible actually says that all people will rise, just like Jesus. And those that rise in Christ have the hope of living forever in God's good family with the perfect life that goes with that. In fact, his resurrection is evidence that we will rise. Now, maybe that's scary for you. Maybe you haven't put your trust in Jesus and and you don't know what all that means. Or maybe you do know. 
Maybe you do know that Jesus has risen and that's a great comfort for you. It's a great comfort for me because I know that I'll get to see my dad and my sister again. And maybe you've lost someone and know that you will be with them again one day. I know they're trusted in Jesus and, I'm, and I've got that sure hope that we will be reunited. But maybe we need to just clarify that, well, we need to understand that the resurrection isn't just an historical event. See, what we can't do here is leave the resurrection just as an historical event and go, oh wow, that's amazing, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting story that happened a couple of thousand years ago. We need to answer the question, do you believe it? Do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? How about we put our feet, our, uh, our, ourselves in Cleopas and his friend's shoes and, and try and understand this wonderful news? See, as they were walking along the road, Jesus got close to them they, and they were clearly disappointed. Their faces downcast, they were confused. But listening to Jesus changed everything. Their hearts were burning within them, the lights went on, things became clear, the scriptures were made clear to them. They were given the front row seat to who Jesus is, that he is alive. This same Jesus that we've been talking about today. He's alive and he's risen from the grave. And today we get that opportunity to remind ourselves that we have this same front row seat. Watching Jesus, listening to, to what he's done knowing that he has risen from the grave. Now if you don't believe this news or you've never heard this before, then I want to encourage you to let Jesus open your eyes to who he is and what he's done for you. Let your heart be changed by this great king that wants to bring you into relationship with himself. Jesus didn't hang around for very long, about 40 days in total. But he sent the Holy Spirit down to his followers, which is the same Holy Spirit that we enjoy today. And it's this Holy Spirit that turns our grief and despair into life-giving joy because we understand and believe that Jesus is alive and he's given us new life. What a great motivator to love him and to serve him and to, and to share this incredible news to all those people who are close to you and all those who, come, who you come into contact with. While Cleopas and his friend were with Jesus, he opened their hearts to see and they saw the truth about Jesus. His perfect rescue plan. Does your heart burn within you as you hear the, this, uh, these amazing truths this afternoon? Ponder again, Jesus was dead but now he's alive. Be amazed. Worship the risen Jesus. Be like Cleopas and his friend who, who jumped up and went back to Jerusalem, hightailed it out of there just so they could go and share this news with their, with their friends, with the other 11 or the others. Just like a diamond sits on a black cloth. So many different angles are exposed, aren't they? And the beauty just flashes before your eyes. Well, today on Resurrection Sunday, we've seen different angles of Jesus' resurrection. We've seen the beauty of the precious Saviour, Jesus Christ, risen to life. What a Saviour. Let's go out with joy and glorify him. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, we do uh, come before you um, amazed at the wonderful truth 